What's going on, everybody? Riley Welch here for the 92 Social Podcast. This is episode number five, I think. I don't know. Let's go back to the clip. Uh, today is actually a really cool day. Uh, I have a really interesting guest. Uh, we're in the same field, but he is... Uh, check out his website. It will be down below. I'm with Danny Gibson from The Only Creative Consultants. My man, what's going on, dude? What's up? How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's uh, It's funny how we met. It's... It's so industry in a way. We met through a friend uh, yeah. of ours, and uh, it's funny because I got a text from Zach. He's gonna be watching. He better be watching. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's like, "Yeah, I uh, I know a guy. I know this guy, Danny. He does the same thing. But you know, he's it's really really cool what he's doing." So I checked out your stuff. I'm like, "Oh my, this is really cool." And uh, but yeah, it's just one of those things. You just meet through a friend. Uh, but my first question will be, what is um, the only creative consultants and what do you guys do? Uh, it feels like it's always changing, or at least not changing, but always growing and kind of evolving. Um, when I first started the company, it was more out of necessity, uh, just always been a creative and, you know, picking up odd jobs here and there. And things really started to pick up after a while. And then I started to find myself getting so busy that it was probably best to maybe, you know, make it official and start a business. Uh, at first it was kind of like, kind of not a joke, but you know, we're like, yeah, that's, I'm going to start this company and kind of call it the only creative consultants. It sounds like a big agency and all this kind of stuff. It was really just me behind it at first. And like I said, things just really started to escalate really quick. I've always, uh, I've always put myself out there with networking and things like that, and you know, try to make new friends and just like ourselves, you know, introduce introductions. And things have just grown over the years, and now we've become like a full-fledged virtual agency. I've got some other freelancers that work for me. Uh, we're, we do everything from content creation up to e-commerce development, uh, marketing, everything under the sun when it comes to marketing. Uh, you know, we, we offer services like photography and video and things like that. Typically that's just usually packaged in with a lot of like web jobs and things like that. Um, but yeah, we're just like a full, you know, virtual agency that does everything creative and we're always learning more, expanding and taking on new projects. And I, I love it. I love what I do. Ooh, that's as soon as you talk to someone that loves what they do, it's kind of infectious where you're like, Oh man, that's, it inspires me to do more. And um, on that note, what uh, what you you mentioned br uh, briefly, where you're doing a lot of odd jobs here and there, and kind of like you know, let me start a business. But before that, what made you do the things that you're doing? What made you think, you know, what I can? Was there like a defining moment where like I want to do my own thing? I want to create my own business and go from there. Actually, I started my own business, uh, my first official business when I was 21 years old. Uh, I came out of college, uh, took some, you know, some marketing and uh, took a hospitality course. Still was really unsure what I was doing with my life. And I come from a smaller town. And at the time, uh, I don't know if you remember the company Athletes World. Well, they were shutting down and that was like the main source in our little town for hip hop clothing and all that kind of stuff like Echo and, you know, those clothing brands. Yeah, yeah. And back then we were all into that kind of stuff. And my buddy and I saw an opportunity that, you know, there was maybe a chance we could open up a clothing store locally and do all right. We started looking into it and going down to Toronto, meeting suppliers, things like that. And we ended up opening a clothing store. We raised uh, about $100,000 in non-repayable grants from the government. I was one of the first recipients of the Northern Ontario Youth Heritage Fund. And we had the store for about seven years. We ended up expanding, had two of them at one point. 
And after about seven years, we were both just fed up. It was like retail was boring. I was much more into this digital world that was really starting to grow. Facebook had started pretty much when we started the store. Uh, I was getting really into that whole digital marketing thing. And in that time period when we had the clothing store, I started photography. Uh, we actually, one of our stores was right next door to a Henry's and that had just opened oh, up. Henry's. So I, <laughs> so I went in there and I fell in love with photography. I was always in arts and things like that, but I'd never really found what my, my true, I guess you could say creative passion was. And I found a huge love for photography. And at the same time, while I was running the clothing store, I started becoming a pretty prominent wedding photographer locally and started getting a lot of jobs with that. And that really started to fuel my interest for other jobs and getting away from the whole retail scene. So after we started, or after we stopped the clothing store, uh, I took off from my hometown of Sudbury and I moved to Toronto, just taking my marketing knowledge and photography and a little bit of video stuff that I was getting into at that time. And just, I was like, you know what? I knew that this was the path I wanted to take. I still wasn't hundred percent sure, but I knew that like media, social media, marketing, content creation, websites was definitely my direction. It was just a matter of trying to find it. I never had any like formal education in that kind of, you know, vertical marketing I went to school for, but it's, it changes so much. I mean, like I said, when I started the store, Facebook started, you know, and I mean like digital marketing has changed everything. I went to school when they were still talking about like, you know, handing out flyers and doing billboards and things like that. And I mean, it was a very, very small, small talk of e-commerce when I was in college. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of how I got started with the whole business. I've always been entrepreneurial since I was a little kid. Like I, my mom's always laughed. She says she still remembers when I was like nine, 10 years old coming to her and telling her that I was never going to work for anybody. And I would always work for myself. And she still laughs about it. So it's been something ingrained in my, in my head and something I'm very passionate about. Yeah. That's, it's funny. Uh, every entrepreneur uh, that I talked to seemed to be, you know, their like their company right now wasn't their first or wasn't or isn't going to be their first and it's always going to be yeah that's like awesome but let's let's also start another one well, let's do this <laughs> and it's more of these spirits more of the idea I'm like let's let's do it and that's how I'm kind of getting into it now where yeah I have a 92 social but I'm also having other ideas I'm like why don't I do this and what if I do Oh my God. And I'm talking to my like friends are like, you're just coming up with like five businesses. I'm like, I know, let's do it. Let's go for it. Uh, but you mentioned with the, um, social media, it's always changing and you never had like a formal education in it. You were saying, but from starting your, uh, now, uh, business in five plus years ago, what, what's the biggest change in social media that you noticed? Uh, the biggest change. Um, I mean, they, they themselves as platforms continuously change. Uh, the, uh, the things that you can do with these platforms are, you know, they've gone so much further than what was just like a, a place where people would post things. And now you're, you know, you've got people are managing their lives on these social media platforms practically. It's, it's become such a, a, a huge part of everyday life. Um, and I guess that maybe it's like the biggest change is that right there is that it's become life like it's like it, it literally is part of everyday life it, how often have you nowadays that you meet somebody that isn't on one of the big platforms whether it be twitter facebook instagram or whatever and if they're not you kind of look at them like they got three heads because you're just like what are you, what, like, what are you doing and i get it i mean not everybody is you know there but for the most part i think that one of the biggest changes in social media is that it's become the 
it's a it's a household term it's everybody knows what it is i mean my mom's on facebook my, you know it, it's crazy like it's so, and it keeps on changing um one of the you know and because it's become such a big part of everyday life it has an effect on people so much and if you don't understand like what's going on on social media even whether it be like the power of fake news or you know the power of uh, you know misinformed people and things like that it's just understanding that and what people see every day and being able to navigate that whole you know <laughs> field of social media is uh, it's become I mean, it's become a, a job in its own. You know, at one time people were just like, oh, you know, you're a little, little social media poster person, but like now it's 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 a real job. Like you you need to be a social media professional and you need to understand the ins and outs. So it's big. It's become everyday life. That's the hands down. I think the biggest change in social media is that it's like if you're not with it, you're 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 kind of being left out. You're missing out on some things right now. <laughs> no, you, yeah, no, you you said there's jobs that are. Uh, within social media, multiple jobs. One is just responding to people, getting like, <laughs> like it's legit, just responding to emails. And but that's the thing; it's people think, oh yeah, yeah I'm just, no, it's a full time and content creation and strategy. They're all different jobs, and yeah, you have to be professional about it because that's where people are right now, especially in a time like this where no one is. They're on their phone, they're on their laptop, they're on social media, like. That's it. And uh, that it's just, it's crazy how big social media has become and how, and the potential to grow even bigger than it, what it is right now with all these apps. Like Zoom is huge. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's crazy how social media has changed and how important it is for businesses. Not saying they have to be like put all their marbles in there, but for me, as I walk down the street and I'm like, I see, let's say, a cleaning store. Well, let me just check out their social. I go to their right. social before their website. And of course. That, that's my mindset. And I know, I know I'm not the only one who thinks like that. Um, but it, it's, it's crazy. But um, as you mentioned, the clothing store, you just started when you were 21 till now. What, what's the biggest learning moment that you had as an entrepreneur? That I will fail. Um, you know, I think that when we, we get into business, you know, especially when you're young, uh, 21 years old, you don't even think of failure and granted, sure. We stopped the the, the stores on our own accord, but they were not really doing what we wanted them to do. It wasn't, you know, you get to a certain point with retail, you're lucky. Maybe if you're bringing in 20, 30 K at the end of the year between the two of you, you know, plus you're both working in there and everything, uh, you know, so understanding that like not so much even just failure, but like being an entrepreneur, you're constantly learning. You're constantly changing. You always have to adapt. You, you're not, you can't get comfortable. There's no way you can just be like, okay, I'm done. Like I've done this and now I'm just going to coast. You know, I mean, some people, you know, you get the odd unicorn that lands a huge company then they exit and whatever. Maybe they're just sitting on the board. But for the most of us, it, it's a constant, constant push. It's a constant fight. It's a constant struggle. And you're going to have some really, really rough days. Like I've, I've, I've seen some, some low points. I mean, I, you know, I've, my wife has helped me at some points for almost a year, paid our rent, you know, just while I'm trying to get things under, under control and get my business off the ground. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs and learning to deal with those ebbs and flows can be one of the biggest challenges. And 
I think uh, accepting failure as a possible outcome, you know, and some people say, oh, failure is not an option. Well, of course it's not an option, but it is possible. You, you know, the, the, the world isn't friendly and sometimes we think our ideas are going to work. Well, the market might tell you otherwise. And being prepared for that and knowing that that is a possibility, I think is one of the greatest lessons that, that I've learned. And it's taught me to be much more proactive and how to deal with things and look into the future, not be afraid of looking into the future. And so that's for sure one of my biggest lessons. That, and that's something I'm got, like uh, I'm going through right now where it's, it's do or die. You got to get going. And uh, it's funny when I started the business, I, uh, I was watching TV and there was like a bank commercial where it's like owning your own business is a roller coaster. And then now like fast forward a year and a half, close to two years. I'm like, Oh my God, that bank commercial is so true. Like, <laughs> I, like some days I'm like, I'm on top of the moon. I'm like, Oh man, I, this is oh I'm energetic. And then the other days I'm like, what am I doing? What yeah, am man. I doing? Like, Oh Jesus, what did I do wrong? And I think yeah, the like, last I think last time you and I chatted, uh, I mentioned a quote that I always love. I think it was by, I think it's Jack Dorsey from Twitter that said it. I could be wrong, uh, but it was being an entrepreneur is like jumping off a cliff and building a plane on the way down. And it really is. It's, it, it's totally what it is. <laughs> I'm quoting that. That's going to be on socials. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah. It, there's, there, it's funny because as I talk to people that, let's say, work for a company, compared to people that they own their uh, company. It's two different conversations because like what we're doing right now, I fully understand what you're saying. I totally understand. And if I talk to somebody that works for a major uh, company, they're like, they, they get it. Like, yeah, yeah, I understand, but they don't understand. No. You don't understand until you do it. And there's plenty of uh, friends that are thinking about starting their own business, which I encourage, but I also let them know where it's, it's an emotional roller coaster. It you you would have to have a moment. That's why I always ask people that own their own business, what what's that moment that you realize I gotta start my own business? Because you I think you have to have that to because I've certainly have that moment where it's like, I had enough of this. And that's where the drive comes in. That's where all the uh, things that you need to start a business comes in. Cause if you don't, like you'll I feel like you're you're gonna fade out. And yeah. you don't have to drive. And it's, it's funny. I, uh, you know, I've worked, obviously I've had jobs throughout my life. I've always, yeah. uh, I'm the type of person when things get rough, I go out there and I get myself a job. You know, that's what you got to do. And I've always told people that nine to five is there for anybody for the taking dip in, dip out, you know, but that's the, the strong and eager ones are going to get out there. You got to pay some bills and you do what you got to do. But every time I work for somebody, it, it's so clear as day. I just, I, I don't, I don't like to say I don't like to say it sometimes, but I always feel like the you know the people I work for, my bosses or my superiors, they're they're doing things that I feel it's you know it's, I, I hate to say it, but they're dumb. Like they're almost stupid. Like you know, you're like I there's so yeah. there's there's a much better way to do this, and they're just looking at you and they're like I've done it like this for ten years, and that's the way it's gonna be. You know, you're like, but I I know if we do it like this, it's you know, and like and I just I've always had a hard time, I guess, working for people that are I don't like to say, it, but they're dumber than me, and it's just. <laughs> Oh, no, it's good. I totally understand where you're coming from. There's a, like, for example, like, for example, I had an idea. I was like, we should like, for what we're doing, we have to capture like social media. We have to do that. Cause like, it'll just, just make sense. And like, Oh no, no, it doesn't make sense. You know, this and that. I'm like, no, <laughs> you're not getting it. 
Yeah. Like, look at your like look at your competition. They're doing it. I'm like, right. we have to, or else we lost. We just lost. So I understand that. And that's what and that was one of my defining moments where I was like, why am I telling someone that they don't want to do it where I can do it myself? And uh, so it's it's really funny that you said that. Um, but how once you start a business, how crucial as it uh, it is for people that young entrepreneurs to let's say uh, grow or change their services. How important is it to kind of evolve with the times? Uh, I, it's very important, but there's also you know a, a lot of people tend to like you don't want to spread yourself too thinly. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, uh, you know I think it's great to provide services that are endemic to each other. You know, like like things that you and I do, for instance. You know, if you're a content creator and you're doing social media, well, that might be perceived as two different businesses, but really, it's you know you, what you're doing is taking care of different verticals in one in one industry. Yeah. Um, it'd be different if like, I don't know, say you're, you're me and my, I got to my virtual agency and someone comes up to me with an opportunity to sell apples, you know, and yeah, okay, maybe it's really profitable and I know I can do it, but it's, it's not even close to what I'm currently doing, you know, and they want me to be part of this business. Well, it's, you know, that's where you got to really understand, you know, maybe I can be the one who builds the website for them, but like, that's about as far as we're going to take it. You know, I'm not going to actually go out there and start picking apples for them and things like that. But so, you know, then maybe that example is not the greatest, but it's, yeah. you, know, you understand where I'm coming from in that yeah. sense of being able to like, you know, in digital marketing, for instance, you and I understand it, it's always changing. So we definitely have to keep up with those things and keeping up with the times and, you know, web development, e-commerce, things like that. But uh, to just turn around and like, I see some people sometimes just do something almost completely different than what they're doing, you know, just because it's, oh, it could be a great opportunity. Well, you might be taking away from what you're currently doing and servicing those clients. And now you're pulling yourself away and kind of spreading that, that attention. You know, whereas, like for me, everything I do is very endemic with each other. It's all very focused on web, digital, e-commerce, content creation. So I can, you know, you can expand from those types of things, but I think staying a little bit focused is very important and it's hard. I mean, what's, focus what does that even mean sometimes for entrepreneurs like we, you know a lot of us we struggle with it and it's yeah. tough you know i i've tried to come and make a habit of like when i come up with these crazy ideas in the shower or whatever it is it's like oh that's such a cool idea i actually now i'll i'll take the time and maybe an hour and start writing down my notes and like you know do a little research and kind of and i've got this folder of like business ideas of things i've thought of and you know, and you start to like, you're like, ah, you know what, this is probably a little too much, but it's good to exercise your brain a little bit and kind of, you know, explore those things. But uh, definitely not spreading yourself too thin. That's like one of the biggest things. It's good to keep up with the times, but try not to, if you haven't mastered one thing, don't go jumping into another thing. That's for sure. Yeah. And that kind of goes into the next question where what's that, what's the advice? And I guess that, that'll go to like, don't spread yourself too thin. Uh, again, you never, it's almost like, I kind of do the same thing too, where I come up with random ideas. And for me, I just talk to my friends about it so I can, one, I, uh, it's in my brain. So I already talked about it. It's so already know. Uh, but it's always like a lot of things where, yeah, I can do that. But you also have to ask yourself, would this take away from what I'm doing right now? Would it be negative instead of positive? Uh, so it's a lot of like, a lot of thoughts, a lot of things going through your head at like the same time. And um, so nowadays you were saying web, social, content creation. What's more important, websites 
or social media? I think they're both important. And I think it's social media is definitely your, your direct contact to your clients. I don't think that a lot of people are spending time on people's small business websites. However, having a good representation of that website is very important because it is going to be an endpoint to your client's research. So understanding that process of the person looking into you, then it's very important. And having that connection to all your social media sites on the bottom of wherever it is in your website. Now, having this like super high tech website and that does a whole bunch of things or, you know, I don't think it's super important. I think that people kind of get a little too, uh, you know, over-focused on like, oh, I gotta have a website, I gotta have a website. As long as you've got a really nice web page that says whatever it is you do, if it's service-based, you know, having some content, a bit of a portfolio and a way to contact the person, that's what people really want to see because it looks like you're a structured business and it looks like, okay, this guy's online. I can contact him. There's links to the social media. It looks like his stuff is pretty current. That's good. They're not going to probably, I guarantee you most people are yeah, they're probably not going to read much about your website. You know, they're going to have a glance at it. They scroll through. They're going to look at the headings. They're going to look at your services, a couple pictures. If you got a video there, they might watch that. But chances are they're just going to try and get a hold of you and see what you can do for them. You know, they'll look real quick. Okay, this guy builds websites. Let's just get a hold of them and done. I think they're both very important. I think you should have it because if you don't have a website, chance there's a really good chance that someone's well, you know, say they heard about you, they see you on social media, then they're like, oh, let's check his website. That might be the, the resulting factor that the person doesn't call you up and say, hey, you know, I want to work with you. They're going to go for the next guy who has a really nice web page and you know, some consistent social media. So they're really important, both of them hand in hand, but I think that they each serve a different purpose. Yeah, no, it's what I've noticed in the past few years where Websites, they're important, but their meaning, their purpose has a different, it's different. Because uh, let's take five years ago where website was the main thing, was the main uh, source of generating leads. And then social media was kind of like a secondary act. Now I feel like it's the opposite where you mentioned where websites, all they want to do is simplicity. I always say that to uh, clients where just keep it simple. Make sure while you're going through your website, put your head into the uh, a potential customer or your client's mind where like, where can I find the contact? Where can I find the testimonials? Where can I find the portfolio? As long as you have those like few things, leave it alone. Yeah. And then let your work do it justice where uh, let's say your work's on social media, make sure your link or have that feed of your Instagram on your website yeah that's a great i like that one too where you see it they click and it goes straight to the instagram or wherever platform it is where it's it's just funny because how things again things change so quickly where five years ago websites are in social media but now it's just vice versa and it's really i I think one thing that's important with websites uh if that you know is something that's part of like a person's business model is blogging i think that that's really really important uh i think a lot of people don't understand the benefits to it even myself i'm guilty of not doing it enough i you know i help more clients with their blogs than i do anything of my own but being able to 
have that just write and create content. Uh, don't get too focused sometimes on the keywords. Just let it all come out. Just just create content. But what's good is that you can actually put that onto your blog. And then if you're, you know, you understand a little bit of the SEO and the snippets, you can create a really nice snippet. And then you share that content to direct people to your website, mm. you know, and understanding the links between those two and sending people, you know, some people are like, well, I can't put like all my services on, on social media. No, but you could do a quick demonstration of your services, have a link sending them back to your website so that now they can do some research on you. But having that, that understanding of, you know, how they both work, work together, I think is super important. And uh, I think if people don't have a website, they're, I mean, they're not going to fail, but they're probably missing out on a lot of potential clients because the guy next to them, if he's the same guy with the same services, the same type of social media, but he's got a really cool web page, unless we've got a relationship with the other, you're probably going to go with the person with the web page. Exactly. Uh, that's why with my, my website, I just got it and made sure it's clean cut, crisp to the point. And uh, I was talking to my good friend who has his own videography business and he was like, should I get a website? I'm like, I think you do need it. Don't go too d uh, deep into it. Like just have your contact, like what we were, just, we're saying. And then as soon as I said that, I got an email from a, a potential client saying, hey, I was just on your website. Uh, got your uh, email from there. And uh, I, it's one of those things where I was like, whoa, was not expecting it. But it was also a good lesson point, good point to tell him where, see, that's a prime example why you should have a website is because people kind of look for the website, then your socials or vice versa, and then they look for your work and then they call you or contact you. So yeah, that's very, very crucial to have. But um, so getting on the clients and portfolio, what is the, what's your favorite uh, project you've worked on? Favorite project that I've worked on. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, favorite project. Like for That's... example, for oh, what, before the COVID happened, I had, um, again, it's from, I used to be a server. So going back to my serving days and one of the, uh, my good friends that now he's at a, a brewery and kind of putting two of my, um, passions together, which is one of, one of them is music and two is just creating something great, creating a brand. And so we kind of got together and we're like, okay, open tab sessions. This is where all Toronto music, not doesn't play covers, play their original uh, music, your top three uh, songs, and then kind of create a buzz over it. So like, that's one of my favorite projects that I've worked on. And uh, it's because it's passion, getting your passion and getting your uh, um company together so that's a good example of one yeah definitely um you know i mean i i love i i do love video work it's always been something i i thoroughly enjoy especially when it's something that i can work on and sort of just do my own thing and you know be creative things like that last year we uh we got hired for the uh the big canadian auto show oh. and uh one of the great probably one of the funner you know, type of gigs. Did I just use the word funner? I did. Eh? Oh, wow. All good. All good. It's quarantine. It's all good. <laughs> um, you know, it, but it was, it was really cool. It was fun. Like you said, you know, you love music and stuff. I love car, you know, cars are fun. And it's great to see all these new, you know, state of the art vehicles everywhere. And we worked there. It was about a, I mean, it was, 
it was a long job. I think I was on site at the MTC for almost six or seven days. Uh, a lot of fun. It was great. They, they let me do my own creativity and, you know, just do whatever I wanted with the videos. They turned out really, really great. Um, that's probably one of like in my head recently, a really yeah. fun job. Um, I love working on my startup, like my other startup that we're working on right now. It's all focused on the arts and music. Uh, so, you know, when I'm working and focused on that particularly, uh, that's probably, but that's not really for a client. That's, you know, one of our side things right now that we're working on and putting together. Um, yeah. Anything that's just like really, really focused in creativity. You know, I, I, it's, I, it's hard sometimes because in our in our industry the money is sometimes in the corporate side of things and they just kind of tell you what to do and that's the way they want you know and you're like okay whatever fuck I'll do this <laughs> yeah when I get to work on something that is I love it when a client says you're the professional you're the creative and I love everything you do just do you oh well that's oh, like the best oh, that's God. the best thing yes please <laughs> that's good yeah. to my ears <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, that's, I've never been one to, and this goes with everything. I'm not a big favorites type of person. Yeah. Uh, so, but as long as I can just be me and, you know, be creative, uh, it's perfect for me. Awesome. So, um, as you were saying, you were on site and you're out and about, and now you're at home, obviously. Uh, what is your favorite, like in a perfect world, are you, are you more productive at home or at like a co-working space or on site somewhere? Uh, it's funny you say that. I've worked at home most of the time, especially with this virtual uh, agency. It's all based at home. I recently got into a co-working space uh, incubator with the startup I was just telling you guys about. Um, and so I'm a talker. I'm a networker. Uh, so it, it, it's good in some aspects but it can be a real you know it can be a bit of a hindrance sometimes so when i go to the co-working space i tend to find i'm not getting as much work done everybody's coming to me everybody wants to talk to me it doesn't help that i am probably exactly the types of services that every startup wants and it just so happens i'm like the only guy at this co-working space that does all these types of things yeah. so when i'm there everybody is just like oh hey danny can you tell me about something about my website or something about marketing yeah. or hey video and uh, I love the co-working space. I think it's great. Some of my best ideas and productivity and, you know, introductions have come from there, but I love working at home. I love it because I've got a home gym and I'm super diligent when it comes to my routine. Like it, the moment someone even asks me to step out of the house for a meeting, it just messes my whole day. Like it's just, yeah. I love working from home. I'm very good about staying focused. Uh, you know, I, I, I get up every day at the exact same time. And even on the days I don't want to, I treat my life like I work for somebody else in that sense. I've always been like that. If I get, if I wake up past the hour that I want to wake up at, I actually feel like I'm late for work. I have that feeling inside of me. I, I run late. Like I'm actually trying to like get myself ready because I'm like, you know, I want to be at my desk for nine o'clock. So it's very important for me to wake up at like that you know, 6 a.m. hour so I can get up, hit the gym downstairs, work out, have my breakfast, sit down, have a chat with my wife, play with my daughter a little bit, walk upstairs and, you know, hit the computer. And I will work diligently all day long. I usually set my uh, my phone right in front of me with a 60-minute timer. And I usually work in 60-minute blocks uninterrupted. So if my phone's going off, I'm not checking it until that 60 minutes is up. And then after that, I'll, I'll stop, I'll check whatever, and then I reset that 60-minute clock and I just keep going. That's a really good tip. That's a really good tip. Uh, cause for me, I more 
out and about. That's how I get things done in my mind. And uh, being at home all day, it's just like coops up. And I'm like, ah, it's- I, I get distracted. And then that's why, like for me, before this happened, I was out, about, I was here, I was there, but I was getting things done left, right, and center because I was like, I'm always going. And then it's funny how people work. Some people are like, you love working at home. For me, I love being out and about. But uh, that's really, really awesome. Um, on the let's settle on the final notes um, quickly. Where do you see social media? And yes, this is an interview question. Where do you see social media in like a few years? Do you think TikTok will still be a thing? Or I, I you know, when I you sent me the questions, I saw that last question, and I was like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> um, social media is here to stay. That's definitely, I mean, Facebook's not going anywhere. Facebook's the new yellow pages. You know, that's just, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are, we're going to see some, you know, come and go. Like, I don't think Facebook and Instagram are going anywhere. Uh, Twitter has sort of been questionable over the years, but it's still widely used by a lot of people just because of its format and the way they've kept it so simple. TikTok, I tried, I got on, Uh, I, I, you know, I browsed a bit. And the, just the idea of just watching people do the same videos redone over and over again, or just ridiculous. Like it's entertaining, I guess, but I'm very big. Like I'm just, if I'm spending time on a platform, whether it's even just absorbing content, it needs to be somewhat productive for me. And if I'm just watching people just do silly lip syncs and, you know, things like that, I think that the world is, you know, people are going to, I, I think kind of come to their senses like, Hey man, this is a waste of time. You know, I've read a lot of articles and I know they're just opinions, but TikTok is a bit of a waste of time. I mean, for those who use it and are very creative and you do some really cool videos, cause I have seen some really cool stuff on there. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see the value in it yet. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm all for, I, me too. I tried TikTok and, uh, it's one of those things where like, uh, I'm still on the fence over, but, I, I do, I'm an advocator for creating. If this sparks up something, I'm all for it. I'm all for something like that. But if it's just recreating the same thing where, yeah, it's entertaining, but I don't see that as like a, like a business. Opportunity. Now, the thing with TikTok is there, what, last time I checked, was it, there was like 200 million users or something, maybe more? Something like that, yeah. It's, it's high. Yeah. So... As a marketer, I think it's important that you know that and that you understand your demographic, your target market. And if they're on, if they're on TikTok, because there are people on there, you yeah. need to understand that. And even ourselves, like with our startup, because it's very art focused, you know, TikTok is part of the social plan. Mm-hmm. And just because I don't like it, I don't use it myself. There are how many hundreds of millions of users on there and they are being, they're, they're people sort of being creative, you know, some of them. I mean, and I think that's those people they're they're very real people that are on other social media outlets as well that are doing things and they're creators and whatnot so you have to understand it you have to you know know how to navigate it i'm like i said it's part of the social strategy for our startup as well but like myself personally i just i can't even i, I don't know i don't know i just i can't the get into <laughs> The big box, little box, cardboard box. Yeah, and the, the, all the it's those little silly lip syncs, like the I yeah. Don't, I don't get it. Like they're like talking, like what, what's happening? I don't. Even... <laughs> I let me tell you, I never felt so old so quick watching Young Bucks doing that, and I'm like, 
what? I, I'm still young. And then I say, well, I'm, I'm young to my girlfriend. And I look at him like, oh, I am old. Oh, what the hell I just happened? <laughs> what happened? What, how did life get so goddamn quick? Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, I know. TikTok uh, definitely made me feel uh, very, you know, the same way that you're, like the way you're describing, because I feel like I'm really good when it comes to these social platforms. Like I, I know my way around Facebook. I know my way around Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. I, I know those, but like TikTok was just like, I'm like I don't understand it. Like I don't right. like. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's just like I lost for words for once. What? Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. On that note, man, dude, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, how can people find you? Uh, me personally, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, underscore at, or sorry, at underscore Danny Gibson. Um, you can check out my, my virtual agency site, uh, the only creative consultants.com. And, uh, I mean, for all of those who are listening and interested in the startup that we're working on right now, it's called Inkster. You can see it at Inkster.com and we're in the process of creating a marketplace for artists and musicians. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again, Danny. Thanks for coming on the 92 Social Podcast. And yes, this has been uh, the 92 Social Podcast uh, episode. I should really, I should really know that. Uh, uh, let's say five, six. Uh, you, you'll know um, if you know someone that would love to be on the podcast, or if you want to shout out a business, because this is what the 92 Social uh, Podcast is all about. That's the mission statement: is connecting businesses to. Uh, to the world because everyone needs a little help, especially in a time like this. Uh, my name is Riley Welch. You can follow 92 Social on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Everything's 92 Social. I'll see you guys soon. Take care.